ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spears. How y'all feel out there? Ben Butler here. Good evening. Bartholomew Carrington III. Ten dollars a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Bug Space. Kick it. Excuse me, brother. Yes, brother. How may I help you? Yeah, how much one of them bean pies? Two dollars, my brother. Thank you. And how much is that newspaper of Mohammed Speaks? This is free, my brother. Thank you. I like your demeanor. What's your name, brother? My name is Brother O. Steve. to yesterday's, yesterday's episode. Yesterday's, yeah, episode. But how, how many... Uh, who's going to be upset about that? Do you think you're going to get anybody upset about just you that? Know, well, that, I don't know. Motherfuckers get upset about anything now. Um, but, you know, um, I, I'm waiting to see what it is because, like, Brother Rizza said, hold on to your belts. Like, my man Guy Fietti from Triple D, when he does a restaurant, he tells him, your shit's about to be hot now. So he said, you know, hopefully knock on wood, uh, that we would get a lot of a lot of this is it's gonna turn the volume up for us. Um and you know, the emails, I figure some are gonna be very positive and some are gonna, gonna be very negative. And uh if you if you did listen to the podcast for the first time because of Brother Rizza Islam, and now you're listening to this one, email me, Airy Spears 45 at Hotmail. Um with all your pissed off comments and concerns or congratulations and well wishes and thank yous. Um, and if you certainly new to the podcast because of yesterday's and you feel like you, 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 you know, you, you sniffed a, you did a bump of the comedy Coke and you kind of feeling us, uh, welcome. And, and as I say, again, start from episode one, work your way up contextually, comedically, it'll all make sense to you. You listen out of order and you read the book out of order, you ain't going to really fully understand the story and appreciate the story of where we've started from point A to B. So, welcome. Yeah, I just can't wait to see my the, the emails. Right. After, so. um, overall, what did you think about it? I had a great time. I, I actually had a good time. I'm glad we had the conversation. I think, uh, like he said, we, we can have a conversation and still agree to disagree. And there's no problem with that because we had the conversation. And we put information out there and people are, you know, we got, the greatest problem that I see with, with holding people back from um, putting out information is that then you discredit the others. You're discrediting yourself if you're not allowing that other information to flow mm-hmm. because then people don't trust you. Right. And this is a very serious subject when you talk about a vaccine that you're putting something in your body and people should have all the information, good or bad, positive, negative. Um, you know, I, I understand uh, how social media would like to keep 
things that aren't true off social media. But as adults, we have to be able to do some research too. And, and based on that, in terms of keeping people off uh, who aren't what they should be or what they claim to be, then that mean a lot of motherfuckers would have to get off because all these Google scientists and internet doctors, uh, there's a lot of those. And, and I don't have any problem with those going away. But when, uh, but when you're just putting out information that you have that is, that is available to the public, uh, that goes against the guy that goes against the the happy way of thinking right now, which is that we're going to do this and we're all going to get through it. Um, I have a problem with that. You got to be able to give everybody the information. People have to make an educated choice and be able to make their choices off that. Again, I was I'm for the vaccine. I have I've been vaccinated. Um, I I had I, I just believe in it. I understand um, the other point of view. And that's why it should be expressed so that some so that people can make intelligent decisions based upon uh, what research they do. But you got to do real research too, people. That's the other. I, I'm, I believe in it too. Um, but I, you know, like I said on the, yesterday, a lot of noise, and the noise is is bothering me, and it's confusing me, and I should probably you know stick the landing and not waver, but. I mean, because what's done is done. You right. know what I mean? I, I got it. It is what it is. Um, but like you said, and I'm going to go back to one of your earlier points. It's like the news. You got to hear both sides. You got to hear MSNBC and Fox, even if you don't like Fox. Um, so that's, how, that's I'll think of it like that. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the problem when you do research. When you do research, people tend to look for p- things that they agree with. But that's not how, that's not the best way to research. You want to look for... Uh, articles and information that you disagree with that doesn't make you comfortable because then you can read that and then you put that up against what you have already read. And that's how you make clear decisions because you have both sides of the argument. Too many people in what social media does and what people don't understand about social media is there's algorithms in that. So there you're going to get information that you agree with. So you're going to think that whatever you're thinking is correct and no one should have a diff- differing opinion because it's solid because everything that you're reading is confirming what you already feel and, and believe. But that's not the truth. That is the algorithm giving you more of the people giving you the same information that you believe. You got to get up. You got to do some research. You got to make sure that the information you're getting is correct. And, and in anything we do, we deserve to have the information. And for us as humans to make decisions based on the information that we gather. Um, that's, that, that's really what this was about, being able to have a conversation with someone. And, and showing two uh, different opinions can have a healthy conversation and still agree to disagree and still be able to do it in, in a way that there is no animosity. There is no anger. You can have a conversation. Yeah, big shout out. I'm not going to get into the, the what's and the why's, but big shout out to my our girl, Kyla Lacey. Uh, I ain't going to get into it, but, you know, like I've said on the podcast, when Andy has been not on the road and somebody else had to fill in, you appreciate what you have when you go when it's gone. Kyle, I love you, baby. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I go, I'm gonna leave it there. But uh, yeah, okay. Email time. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, from our boy out the motherfucking woods, and he only comes out of the woods to write. Uh, he, he, he walks out. It's interesting. He walks out of the woods enough to be seen by the cars that pass on the interstate. He writes what he writes, and then he turns right back around and goes back into the woods. 
Ranfoots. Uh, the difference. Oh, man, he wrote another one. I wish I could have read first. Maybe this is attached to it. No, it's not. Because uh, that one's about something else. But he actually uh, was very excited about the fact that I, I read his, I keep re- bringing him out on the podcast. Bringing him out of the woods? Yeah, bringing him out of the woods. It's become a running joke to him and his wife and a few people. Um, damn, I can't find it. Fuck it. Uh, all right, let me go back. Ram Futs. I'll read this one anyway since I got to it. Uh, the Difference. What's up, Aries and Andy? It's Ram Futs again. Hailing from the Windy City. Do they have woods in Chicago? Yeah, the outskirts. Yeah. Okay, so that's where he lives. I wrote this in response to the latest email episode. Uh, I agree with Aries about Kevin Durant. He isn't a leader, and he and, and he did indeed blew a 3-1 lead. Remember the OKC Thunder was Golden State before the emergence of the Golden State Warriors? KD couldn't learn that team, and I can't entirely blame it on him. He doesn't have the X gene that Mike and Kobe had. KD also had a ball-dominant Russell Westbrook on his team that crumbled as well. KD left OKC ultimately because he knew he couldn't win with Russ. Russell doesn't have a high basketball IQ. He's got a savvy fashion sense, though, apparently. Uh, If Kevin had a little of what Mike had in him, he would have put Westbrook in his place and made it happen. KD is a great player, but his mentality is lacking. Let me stop for a second. That's what I was saying, dog, mental fortitude. He's not the beast that Michael was. That's my take. I absolutely love the podcast, and I appreciate that I've become a recurring character, LOL. Aries, you are a comedic genius. I keep saying this! Uh, and Aries, you're, and Andy, you are a beast as well. The 72-10 and 10 Bulls team is the greatest team ever assembled. The Golden State team would not have a chance. Keep up the good work, my people, by Ran Foots. We have to make a scurry sound after we read his email. Oh, that's funny. We're just going back into the woods. woods like you just hear the, <laughs> r- r- the, bush, the bushes. Rustling, yeah. Rustling of the bushes. <laughs> few few small twigs. <laughs> Snapping. Snapping. Oh, that's yeah. great. I like that. Um, yeah, man, I said it. Mental, mental fortitude. Um, but we're going to see if Westbrook can be checked, though, to this year. If LeBron checks him. Yeah. Um, yes. Um did you see that picture of Russell Westbrook in the skirt with no. the with the uh, combat boots? No. <sighs> skirt and combat. That sounds like a. Sounds like you're gonna do battle. Yeah. All right. Somebody on the internet put him in a. It was funny. I don't know if you've seen that one. A Lakers jersey dress. No, I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's from the waist up. It's really like a jersey, but then it opens up into a yellow dress. Uh, very godmother. I, I think I saw a skit uh, on, uh, I think it was a TikTok, mm-hmm. but it was on Instagram. And it was uh, a, dude, a dude who was wearing the, a full suit, like kind of dressed, but right. he had a skirt on. And his girl made him go back and change. Thank goodness for her. Um, okay. Uh, Matt Johnson, a classic remake possibility. Double A agents. What up, guys? And thanks for reading my email last episode. Getting straight to the point. In the movie, Let's Do It Again with Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier, there have been talks of a remake and was wondering if you and Jew could pick your parts in the movie, which ones are going for. Um, 
course, $10, a lot of money. Uh, curious to know who you would choose. When I first read this, I'm, I'm not understanding this question fully. And then he goes, P.S., I see you as Kansas City Mac, and I see Andy as boxing coach. P.S., I hope you both have seen this movie, LOL. I did. I know about the Portier Cosby connections. Let's do yeah, it again, yeah. Uptown Saturday Night. Always forget what the Durban was called. Um, but I'm not understanding. I think your question is, I guess, who would we be in the movie? Because you say you see if they, as, if they remade it. Right. You, you see play? me as Kansas City Mac, which I'm trying to remember if that was John Amos's character, which I like that. But you see Andy as the as the boxing coach. See, I'd have to go. Jimmy back. Walker's boxing coach. I'd have to go see it again. I don't remember the characters. Yeah. And I think if you're really going to talk about a duo within this in that movie in terms of context, you'd have to decide who we'd be in terms of who'd be Sydney. And who'd be Bill? If we were going to just remake another movie, we're going to reboot one mm -hmm. that already exists. Right. What do you see us as? I, sh I, feel like I, I, sh I feel like I should be able to say this off the top of my dome, but I still I see like I got to think about it. I still see 48 hours, but reverse the characters. And I'm Nick Nolte and you're the Eddie character. Yeah. Could be interesting. I, I just see you as playing that badass kind of... But but I, but, I, but I almost want to say fuck badass. I want the funny. Yeah. I want the funny. Yeah, but you would see, you could still flip that. You could still make that yeah. the funnier character out of the two. Right. Yeah. Okay. But but you are familiar with the the Porter. Yeah 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 yeah. With because who who where do you see that? I, you know what? For me, I, I have to go back and watch them. I haven't seen them in years. But just remember, Portier is the straight yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, yeah, always. And Cosby's more the... Yeah, I have to play. You have to play the comedian. You have that. To, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that, could be, that could be ridiculously fun. Yeah. It, it, on this podcast, we've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, God, I got to rewatch those movies too, man. Yeah. Harry Belafonte... Forget he he wasn't in the one. Yeah, that was a different one where he was the bad guy. I think he was Geechee Dan. Okay, yeah. Um, Frank Williams. Uh, Frank Williams. What's up, fellas? Um, it's me, Frankie G. Yo, I'm writing to you guys just to send love and give you all flowers now. A little backstory. I got into a terrible car accident, 8-30-21. It was a head-on collision. Some guy jumped in my lane and hit me head-on, causing me to break my leg, my femur bone, which is the largest bone in the human body. And ironically, this is my second time breaking that le that same leg. Uh, two days later, I died. I I'm writing you this in heaven. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I say that to say during all my pain and agony, I was in, I was in, I still tuned in every Wednesday and Thursday for the dope content and laughter. And I often reflect on the day I met you in person and took a picture with you at the Schomburg Improv. Dude, if I had an illness or Down syndrome, I swear you would have cured it, LOL. I've been a fan since way before Mad TV. You are my favorite comedian and I have just... And I just have mad love for you. I'm not trying to fanboy or anything, just showing my appreciation to you and your craft. And yes, if I get a $10, a lot of money, I'm fine with that because I don't like proofreading. 
And yes, I'm the type that like to get slapped around. LOL, that was a joke. But you and Andy, Andreas, keep bringing people and mother and sons together and watch the community grow. We need to link. We need to think of the name for the emailers and listeners and then print a shirt so we can advertise and bring the community together on who all listen to the Jew and the jerk. Till next time, yay he, yay he. I'll send a separate email of the photos of the accident, Frankie G. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Big shout out to my girl. We're here in Brea. Well, we're done with Brea, but we were in Brea as you're listening to this. Um, she came out, baby. Finally met Shamor Emery, and we killed two birds with one stone, LeBron Chip. So we had two people from the podcast family come out to see us perform. Um, we actually had quite a few people come out, but they were not yeah, regular all in emails. the same yeah. show. And, yeah. and some of them didn't write in. Um, but yeah, I got to hug Shamor. Baby, it was great seeing you. Lovely, lovely, lovely to put a face. Sweet, sweet lady. With you. Um, and uh, LeBron Shep, his, that nigga's name is really LeBron Shep. Uh, he ain't no fanatical fan. Um, so big shout out to you too, brother. Um, Give Shamor's daughter the love. She came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she you, brought the family. Twins, man. Her and her mother look like twins. Um, so, yeah, man, that was sweet, baby. Uh, so two of the bitch badge holders came and showed, showed their badges. So that's what's up. Her and Farrah. Um, he sent, he did send pictures of the collision, uh, accident photos. I saw one of them. I'm, I was nervous about seeing the other one because, you know me, I don't like to see mangled shit. Yeah. So I don't know what the rest of these, let's unveil one more and see if I can keep my food in my stomach. Dude, I, I had a friend, it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of rehab when you, in, in the car accident, when you break. God damn. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you are right, brother, but damn, uh, that's some rough shit, man. But I'm glad you made it through. Good luck with the recovery, man. Yeah, much love to you, baby. Thank you. And thank you for recognizing my genius and all its <laughs> spectacular, brilliant stench. You'll uh, heal faster because you recognize Aries genius. Yes. Jessica R., the Jew and the Jerk. Love that show name. It stuck with me when I heard it on Big Boy's Neighborhood. I would have never remembered the last names. Jessica. Well, that was short and sweet. Thank you, Jessica. Um, yeah, I'm glad to see we got another woman in the fold. Um, damn, that was quick. Ash A, episode 292. Hey, A&A, it's your girl, Ash A. Oh, here's another one. You know, more of them are starting to come out, man. They, they finally starting to come out their panties and bras and reveal themselves. I love it. I love it. I love it. Feels like an 80s movie. A lot of Original tits and ass showing itself. Um, back with another email. First of all, thank you for awarding me my bitch badge. I'll wear it proudly. You see? Damn, I like that. I like that you guys had fun with my superhero question. Anyway, after hearing you guys talk about the Rick James doc, I just had to watch it. Uh, it was definitely as good as y'all said it was. I learned so many wild details about his life I never knew. You guys were... Talking about artists like Rick James and Prince who have a more, how do you say this word? Andro, and. Androgynous. Okay, androgynous. Look at you. Yeah, see, I came through. God damn. And androgynous style 
yet they get all the bitches. And you ask for a woman's perspective. I can't speak for all women, but I'll tell you what I think. Women love mystique. Uh, we love artistic men. Uh, we like to be a little confused. Well, then you love me because I leave y'all mad confused when I make you think that I want something from you that I really don't. But when you give me what I really want, then I don't give you what you don't want or what you want, but you don't get. It leaves you confused? Yeah. And, and that's how I get pussy. <laughs> I'm recognizing these lives, nigga. It's something about a man so comfortable in his own masculinity that he can come out and shit that looks like it should be in my closet that is very attractive. Fairy God, mother. Well, see, but do you mean on that level? <laughs> like a Russell Westbrook skirt level. I don't know if that's what she's talking about. I, I'm just asking. I'm not right, saying I I'm you. asking. I hear you. Um, but you can't be just anybody doing that shit. You have to have at least an ounce of natural sex appeal and Rick James and Prince were very sexual in their performance and stage presence. Not to mention they were always wearing skin-tight shit so you could clearly see crotch and ass. Prince used to always have his ass out, so it's about how you wear it. My dad had that album where he's in, the, in those iconic thigh-high iconic thigh-high red boots on the cover. I remember seeing it and thinking he looked really fucking cool. The way they were doing it was less godmother and more, yeah, I'm a, I'm a man in heels and I'll still fuck your bitch. Like, I can't speak for everybody, but that's my two cents. Now, you know I can't leave you guys without asking a ridiculous question. So here goes. One thing that shocked me in the doc was when his ex said that they were supposed to be at Sharon Tate's house the night of the Manson family massacre. But Rick was tired and didn't want to go. But if he had been there, do you think it would have went down the same? Or would he have slapped the shit out those psycho hippie fucks? I picture something going down like Brad Pitt did in the Tarantino movie you hated. Something tells me he wouldn't have just gone out like that without a fight. What do y'all think? Thanks, guys. Ash A. Absolutely. Rick was a street nigger. And Rick street niggers know how to get out of a goddamn situation. That nigga was a street nigger. He would have slapped all them goddamn hunkies, including Manson, and had them kill each other. Niggas know how to get the fuck out of there. He would have took off one of them goddamn thigh-high boots and beat the shit out of all them goddamn hunkers. I, I don't think they would have went. Who? Like, I, well, the, he said he was tired. That's the no, only no, reason no. why he didn't go. No, the Manson family people. I think if they would have saw more people there, they might have got nervous and not gone. Yeah, because no, no matter how crazy someone is, niggas make crazy people nervous. That's the power of niggerdom. <laughs> nigga, nigga is its own, it comes with its own weight that psychologically fucks white people up. Now, I, I think when you're saying that, like if it was Rick James, yes, they would get nervous. I think he would have held his own. You don't know how it would have turned out because they had weapons, but all that being said, right. it's a different story of Rick James there. Now, we just compared him to Prince. If Prince is there, I just think everybody has sex. <laughs> and they say, fuck murder tonight. We'll fuck, we'll murder tomorrow. Tonight it's sex because it's Prince. It, it's such an odd story, though, that whole Sharon Tate thing, though. Uh, and I didn't, we didn't even cover that when we talked about it, but it, right. is, it is odd that, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but, you know, listen, any nigga from the projects 
or that grows up from the ghetto in the hood. They're just a different breed of person, man. Well, and then add someone who grows up the way he did and will wear thigh high boots. And yeah, you got to be willing to yeah be- to die before you fuck with Rick James. Rick Rick was a you know don't get it twisted. Rick jumped up on the table. Put his dick in the CEO's face and said, "Play my goddamn record." <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't want to fuck with Rick. Um, B. Jackson. Here's another one about that. Uh, it's the confidence for me. Ep two ninety two. Hey y'all, listening to Ep two ninety two while getting a pedicure. LOL. Just wanted to quickly answer Aries' question regarding what makes women sleep with a man that wears thigh high boots. It's all about the confidence, my G. Not cocky shit, but super secure and confident in who you are. I'm not turned on by that per se, but I've been around it and can see why women go there. Love y'all. So then she does a follow-up and she goes, um, uh, hold up. Uh, fuck. Yeah, she goes, uh, read the first email before this, which, of course, I just did. Just finished. Listening to the pod, I watched the Rick James documentary. Documentary, document. I'm having you're an talking, Andy. You're talking, yeah, you got an I'm Andy. Having a fucking Andy. An Andyism. Meanwhile, you said androgynous. Oh my god! I would like to recant my statement. LOL. I would have absolutely let this motherfucker hit. Laugh out loud. Word up. She's a very freaky girl. <laughs> the time you don't break up the mother, she's all right. The girl is a right girl. Yeah, man. You sing those college songs. Yeah, man. Shit. Rick, baby. I'm telling you, if I had, I think, if, I'm telling you, if I had the physique, I would do some shit like that. Because I believe the more cut up, lean, sexy you are, you just could pull shit off that chunky niggas can't. Well, okay. So those are the two you with the week keep saying. Rick right. James. And uh, Prince. Prince, but David Bowie was one of those dudes. Does it work on a white dude? Absolutely. It, music is the base. Music is the base to the recipe. That's what you call the. Uh, I'm trying to think in terms of cook, the stock and cooking terms. It, it, it's the base. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if 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 the music is slamming, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Eddie Murphy, delirious. You know, uh, Mick Jagger's an ugly motherfucker with big ass lips. You know what I'm saying? That women go crazy. Yeah, and, and um, I'm not gonna remember his name. The lead singer for Aerosmith, Steven Tyler. Yeah, they all dressed kind of undra. Steven Tyler looks like a a skeleton that lives. He looks like an old Jewish woman. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's something about music that makes pussies get wet. If you a fucking singer, if you a rock, rap, pussy's just isn't it's a it's a it's an exception. Music does it for pussy. Comedy is a close second. I get a lot of pussies wet because of my comedy. I've ran through a lot of bitches, yo, because of my comedy. A lot. I I had a joke. I'm the Rick James of stand-up, nigga. <laughs> I used to say a joke that uh women always said that they want a guy a girl. They want a guy that can make them laugh. Yeah. And I said, so my, my joke was, so you mean like when a girl says to her dude, uh, when the dude says to his girl, so honey, if I wasn't able to afford this Ferrari and this house and all this travel, right. 
you 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 would still love me and she would go ha you're so funny mm. no you don't get it not really he's saying that the joke is that she only loves him because he has all that stuff and he brings it up like would you still love me if i didn't have it that's funny to her yeah that's why she loves him <laughs> yeah see that that don't make the pussy wet no but what I'm saying is women still love the money, the the power, the fame, the whole thing. You yeah. say comedy. It's not really a close second. Whose joke is this? Mine. It's, 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 it goes, I would think it goes power. Right. And then it goes, uh, looks money. And then comedy. Say comedy. that again. The order. Power. Power mm. has to be number one. Okay. Money. Doesn't always bring power, but has, uh, it's it's, it's it's see it's <coughs> the reverse was said on Scarface and on the first you get the money once you get the money then, then you, you get, get the, the power. power yeah when you get the power no you might be right first you got to get the power when you get the power then you get the money then you get the woman but I don't yeah I don't think uh, not none of that in Scarface was about being funny no so you say it's a close second I don't think it's really that close I think it's something women. Like to say, I don't think it's what women really. No, I, I listen. If you know, if you if you're tight enough with it, if you're a beast with it, yeah. Okay. I didn't have money when I got fucked by a grown woman at, at seventeen on the road in a hotel room in Atlantic City. I didn't have money from the time I started. To, I didn't have money till I came to L.A. at twenty-two. Really, didn't start even like twenty-two. On from 14 to 22, I had no money. Okay. I wasn't powerful, but I got a lot of pussy. I think funny makes you fuckable. I don't think it makes you uh, relationship material. Well, relationship material. Like, like they don't look at you as someone they're going to be in a relationship with? Yeah. They like to laugh, but they also want. You got to step your comedy game up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you got to step your comedy game up. It, it does all of that. Okay. It does all of that if you know what you're doing. Oh, it's, I definitely don't know what I'm doing. I teach you, Daniel, son. Best comedy still inside. Um, Abel Asmarome. Asromi. Asmarome. You say this every time. you Because it baffles me. A-S-M-R-O-M-E. As The R is what's throwing me. Ass, ass, mm, able ass. You need to send us a um, a, a breakdown, nigga, or a or a voice message so that we have it. Yeah, uh, major acting chops. What's up, ANA Aries? I just seen your movie Chase, and you're like a little chubby Denzel. Yeah, this name, his name is Abel Ass. That was such a compliment at the same man, time as a backhand slap. Oh, man, what? That was a wedgie, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to imagine you kidnapping Andy's wife and kid, just like in the movie, when he tries to tell him to stop being, being a your middle. Stop being a... <sighs> All right. Without even saying it to everybody, let's just think about it. And for a quick second, three, two, one. Okay. Um, 
Only joking. Andy, you're my kosher brother, but Aries, you don't seem to have the fuck it vibe like Patrice did. So where's the disconnect between you and major movies? Is Hollywood really that trifling that they're going to make you wait till you're old and gray like Morgan Freeman to be a movie star? Well, Morgan Freeman's always been old and gray. He came out old and gray. He came out the pussy. Ah, here I am. Old and gray. Morgan Freeman. The doctor tried to slap me on my ass, but I said, wait a minute, doctor. I'm too old for that. You can't slap an old man's ass when, you can, when he can smack it himself. Ah, Morgan Freeman. It's cold. I'm born. And I'm naked. I'm freezing. I'm going back into my mother's pussy. Bye-bye. Uh, fuck him. You that dude, my nigga, peace. A&A. Dude, you did a great job in that movie. I thought I did okay. The sound, what was wrong with the sound with the movie, though? The sound doesn't right sound right. Sound. It was in a house. It was echo. Yeah. You talk about that scene? Yeah. Yeah, it was the echo. Um, listen, uh, God bless his heart, because trying to make movies is one of the toughest things. I remember when I was in the at the comedy festival, in, uh, what do they call that shit? Montreal. The last time I was there. And Montreal ain't what it used to be, but, you know, people still fuck with it. And I remember Barry Katz and I was having a conversation. And again, this is where I wish I could do Barry, but Barry said to me... Your beer's not that bad. Yeah, but, you know, Jay Moore. He goes, uh, hey, man, you know, you made a movie. You know, you've been on TV on a show for eight years, and then you did another one, man. Most guys can't say that. Some people go their whole careers and never get on a TV show. You won for eight years. And then you did another one with Damon Lands. And you've been in movies, man. So, uh, Michael, I forget the guy's name. The young dude who directed the movie, whose movie it was. This dude has made like three or four movies that never hit on a major level but I, I, I got to respect anybody that can get a movie made. Like, even if it's at the lowest level, um, you did that. And that's hard to fucking do. Money, production, lights, cameras, all the technical people sound. But I'm saying that to say, I think part of the reason why Michael uh, never had it on a major level is because you could see mistakes that he would make. And even I, at one point, uh, I remember when we were shooting a scene and uh, one of the actors couldn't remember the lines. And at one point, I, I said, I forget what they fuck, what they call the, the person whose job this is, but uh, there's someone who's supposed to be in charge of holding the movie script while the actors do their lines. And if someone forgets a line, it's that person's job to yell out what the line is. And he didn't have that. Or I remember he had it, but the person wasn't on their job. And at one point, I pulled Mike aside and I said, Mike, man, you got to have the person who's supposed to be in charge of the dialogue from the script on point, man. You're not supposed to have the actor struggling with trying to remember a line and nobody's helping him. So, you know, things like that, he, he, he should have been crisper on. But, he, you know... Uh, it's your job as the director to make sure everything is right. This is a movie, man. So if we're shooting in a, in a place where there's echo, you got to be on the sound, people, to take care of that. 
So, you know, uh, there's a reason why they people, they saying goes, you separate the men from the boys. You know, Martin Scorsese, Rob Reiner, Spike Lee, you know, there's a Penny Marshall. There's a reason that they are where they are and other people are not. So script supervisor. That's what it is. Gotta have a script supervisor, man. So um, just just because you brought him up, Barry Katz, who yeah. does have a very interesting podcast. And if you guys have some inkling to want to know more about the industry that we work in, because people send us letters all the time asking us mm-hmm. some weird questions or come at me about some things. Uh, check out uh, Industry Standard with Barry Katz, especially the early episodes. Very uh, informative no. for people who aren't in the movie scene, the Hollywood scene. Yeah. I weren't in the know. Oh, Donald boys. I'll do it my way. Okay, Aries. I have been trying it the way you, you and my son said. Uh, oh, God damn. It's better than the alternative. I already had a couple of wet rubs um, earlier, but you had some dry rubs dude, earlier. I, yeah, but that was this morning. Yes. What's the difference? I, I don't know what it is. About afternoon, I don't have that. Mm, you get all your ass gas. In the morning and then in the evening. And I'm in between. Mm. See, we covered a whole clock. <laughs> <laughs> we got little gas soldiers out there working for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, my contention has always been that while I am way back there trying to play catch up, I am missing the current issue issues and opinions and commentaries. So here is my new plan. And it works because your podcasts are not produced daily. I will listen to the current podcast of the week, then go back to where I left off from pod, from past podcasts and move forward. Stop yelling at me to read the book the right way. Love you guys. Listen, sweetie, can you, are you listening? No, no, come closer. You listening? Read the book the right way. Yeah, yeah, baby, your plan is your plan, so I can't change your plan. But that makes no sense. See, I don't disagree Again, with Again, it defeats the purpose of what I'm telling you. But they want to hear the current episode as I, well as catch up with the past. I know, but if they hear something joke-wise that they didn't hear beforehand, context-wise, it's out of place. So they're not going to laugh at it. But when they go back, then they're going to laugh again that's and they're going to listen again. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. It's easier to catch up the way that she wants to do it. Second sex with the with a new person is not as great as first sex with a new person. I disagree. With that? I like the second sex better. Than the first sex? Yeah. The first one's awkward. Uh, I'm excited to be there. And it's all about the, the excitement. Second time... I'm there to, it's a better show. So that anticipation, that that gut feeling, those butterflies in your stomach, which is the excitement of new pussy. That, you're right. It's the excitement of that. That's great. But I prefer the sex, the sex itself, the second time. So once the element, the, the element of surprise of, oh, I'm putting it in. This is a new feeling. That's not better. That's, not as good as the second time it's when you it's already know the feeling. Two different things. Two different things. The first one is the excitement of something new. The second one is is the excitement of like really getting it. I know that I'm gonna. I know what I'm doing. I'm comfortable. There's there's a little. Yeah, I like the second one. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. 
Dun, 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 dun. Listen, I'm not knocking dun, the first dun, one. Dun, 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 dun. You know what that is? That's the odd couple. Dun, 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 just, just remember to get to the second one, you had to have the first one. Say that again. To get to the second one, you've had to have the first one. Yes. So I'm getting both. I just, I, I, I like. I like the second one. We're real comfortable. We know you're more comfortable. You know what's kind of, the playbook's kind of, you got an idea of what the playbook is. Okay. So you're more familiar with what to do in certain situations. You know the plays. Yeah. I know what's going to work. I know what's, yeah. We're, yeah. Quarterback wise, I think you're more Doug Flutie and I'm more Tom Brady. I was going to say it was completely different than that because you don't well, you're not worried about the plays. You just want to get in there and get the game going. No, I'm 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 Tom Brady. I know the plays first time I see them. Okay, I know how to read them. I'm a bad man. All right, yeah, sweetie, your plan is your plan. Do what you want to do. I just don't understand. Like if like for instance, uh, that nigga raped me, daddy. June bug spade. Now if you hear that without knowing the origin from where that comes from, there's no way that's funny to you. But if you know the origin, then when you hear it as it progresses, and then you do the episode with the banjo music, the explaining of uh, uh, chasing after after somebody, and Junebug runs into the woods, and who meets him? Rand Foots. All of that plays in sequence. When you listen to that out of order, you're not going to get it. I I um I would do it the way she does it. I get what you want because you it's the comedy that you're worried about. So disappointed. Uh, Eric Venable. Hey Aries, you guys are killing me when you're talking about Mississippi. Being kicked out of California was too funny. Then take take talking about the comedians that should work in the South. And Aries, your Southern accent is almost as funny as your Indian accent. Oh, thank you, boy. Uh, thanks to you guys for the work you do. People forget or don't know that it is an entertainer's job to make it look easy when in fact it's very hard to get on stage, tell jokes, sing, dance, whatever. <clears throat> Many have the desire, but few are born with actual talent. So thanks again for your efforts, hard work, oh shit, and physical sacrifices you guys make that lifts us up out of our realities and into a different world, even just for an hour or so. Peaky Blinders was a great series. I also recommend the Netflix series Rake. It's about a crazy lawyer in Australia. Australia. I think both of you will love it. Peace. Oi up, Jack, you're on out. <laughs> Mark Clyde said it, said, when he got caught being pulled over, he only had two cans of Foster's beer, not theft day. Yeah, I know I lost it after your honor. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do this. So it's it's amazing to me uh, either way. Yeah. There was a comedian. What was his name? Al DeBenny at the Laugh Factory, who was really tight friends with Dane Cook. And Al DeBenny's wife was Australian, and she would work the door, work at the uh, Laugh Factory, and she had the thickest accent, was sexy. 
And Al eventually moved to Australia because, you know, that's where his wife's from. And she uh, wanted to go home. So Al left the United States and he lives in Australia. That's a mean crotch, nigga. Make a nigga leave U.S. Like, Al, why'd you leave? Oh, I had to go chase the pussy, mate. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted to go to Australia. Pussy wanted to go back home. Um, I wouldn't mind going to Australia. I wouldn't mind visiting Australia. Don't know that I'd want to live there. I, I couldn't see myself living in any country other than the United States. Maybe London, because London is very metropolitan and there's a lot of niggas in London. Um, and London's so fucking clean, man. I love how clean it is. I'm sure there's some dirty parts. There's dirty parts everywhere, but some of London is so fucking beautiful, man. And, you know, it's a beautiful place, isn't it? Um, any country you could see yourself living in outside of the U.S.? I haven't traveled as much as you. So. I know, but is there a country you've ever fantasized about? Uh, Spain, I heard, was amazing. The beaches oh, are really? amazing in Spain, but I, like to work as well? Or yeah, just to mean, you mean comedically work? Yeah. Be tough. Yeah, I, I don't think I... I don't what, if think... You, what if you didn't have to work and you was had enough dough? You just go, man, I don't want to live here no more. I would love to see, like, I would like to go to Spain. I would like to go to, uh, I, I think I'd like to go to Italy. But I would, I, I, I want to do some of those cool things like uh, George Clooney and be on some cool island that's like kind of, mm. you know. Like Richard, what's that dude's name from Virgin Records? Richard, oh, Richard Branson. Richard Branson, yeah. He just has his own island. <laughs> you ever seen that on MTV's? Yeah, where he has <laughs> that uh, toilet on the top of the hill. And you just fucking... <laughs> Shit in the open, but looking at you surrounded by beauty. The whole way. God. So even at the most, le the least beautiful moment. You, th you think you'd miss TV, though? I'm sure you could still get TV. You could get... Mm. On an island? Yeah, a satellite. Oh. Where would you put the motherfucker? On the island. Oh, all right. Come on, if you can afford an island... And a you plane, can afford a and TV. Plane, you, you can get it. If you can afford an island, you can afford the people that are being a TV show to come reenact the show <laughs> on your island. <laughs> um, damn. All right. Uh, Akil Kadaj. Homophobic or just human? Sup, ANA? Question for you and the listeners. I don't consider myself homophobic. Who the fuck don't make who the who you fuck don't make me come. Oh, that's like that line in Jay Z's song. Uh, what you eat don't make me shit. Who you fuck don't make me come. Um, I just dislike overly flamboyant motherfuckers. They annoy the fuck out of me. Does that make me homophobic or just human for not liking a personality? Good question. Annie and I were just discussing this as the TV had on the Emmy Awards pre-party. And of course, the red carpet was being worked by... It's raining men. Hallelujah, it's raining men. I'm gonna go And listen, uh, there's a lot of godmother uh, in, the, in that part of the game, because that's what it is. Um, hey, man. <laughs> I think some of it's a bit much. Um, and I like, like Anderson Cooper is, is, is gay. 
but he's, you know, he's a, he's a diet gay. He's a, he's a diet gay. <laughs> He's he's, he's he's gay zero. I, I, <laughs> Whereas Billy Porter is nigga coke with Mentos in it. It's explosive. Um. So yeah. So I just don't like. To me, it's a bit much. Some of it's a bit much. Uh. I just say you know for me, I like when the volume's down a little bit. But everybody has a way to express themselves. So um. But I, I kind of more would lean towards this answer to this question. Um, if it makes you uncomfortable because someone's flamboyantly gay, let me ask you this reverse question. Does someone who is ex- aggressively heterosexual make you uncomfortable? Well, now, deta- I need details as to what that would be. Just those guys that are just, like, look like they want to have a fight. They're very, uh, they have an angst to them. They're very, they look like they're ready to do battle at any moment that overly macho macho just that that whole does that but because that that to me is annoying as well that's called a real man we died out in 1977 that's when we could still kick it about his ass and get away with it you know and being overly we had hair from our toes to the top of our necks and you had names like Bert, you know, we were men, men. We not only ate the meatloaf off the fork, but we fucking chewed the fork. We wore too much cologne. (laughs) When a woman, we asked a woman for sex, we demanded it. And if she didn't give it, we demanded it again. And I was going to say that womanizer type of dude, that's, I mean, is that, is, does that bother you? Does that bother you as well? Because if that does, that just shows that you're, you're a person that's more, uh, I would say, in the middle of, of how we, we relate and speak and talk to each other, which is without going to one dramatic side or the other. Only a real man can eat pistachio nuts <laughs> with the shell. That's what real men do. You don't break the shell and eat just a nut you put the whole thing in your mouth and you crunch down and bite till you start feeling blood (laughs) i wasn't even laughing at that since you start feeling blood that was the that's what real men do real men jack off with (laughs) thumbtacks that's what we do you put a handful of thumbtacks in your hand and you grab your cock and you just keep yanking and yanking and yanking till when you open your hand, you have a mixture of metal and skin and bust. That's what real men do. Real men. Fucking pansies. Real men. Brought to you by. I don't know yet because real men don't think. We just act. Homemade chewing tobacco. Homemade chewing tobacco. None of that fancy shit. Rip the bark right off the tree. Rip the bark right off the Make love to a woman, even though we don't have anyone deodorant and haven't showered in weeks. And if she can't stand it, we just smother her with our funk till she passes out. And she wakes up appreciative. <laughs> Does this guy have a name? Not yet. But I'm going to come up with one. Real men smoke M80s. (laughs) 
when we blow half our teeth out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ephraim Young. All the gay fucking Ep 276. Oh, Ephraim, we met him too out here. Yes, that's right. Ephraim. Damn, so we had LeBron ship, Ephraim Young. Ephraim came a different day though, right? Came a different day, yeah. Friday. And Shamar. God damn, this is, was it like an all-star for the podcast? We could have filmed it. We could have had our own red carpet. Yeah. Uh, what's up, brothers? Yo, I'm all for equality, but I'll be honest. Our TV and society is saturated with all the LBTQ PhD shit. And I have family members that are gay and I love them. They are great people, period. But it's a little much shoving the shit down our throats. No pun. I'm sorry. I don't want my babies knowing at such a young age about homosexuality and they seeing same sex kissing Guys dressed up like girls, award show guys, tongues going down throats and shit, commercials showing same-sex marriages, etc. It's too much and I'm an 80s baby. I grew up with ass-whooping, slasher movies, TNA in every movie, smoking in the house, etc. Laugh out loud, which isn't right either. But at least there were more men who were men and women who were women. Don't shove your beliefs down our throats because I'll be honest, Caitlyn Jenner looks horrible and it's not natural. You didn't say it. I did. Keep your politics, religious beliefs, sexual orientation to yourself, and we'll be fine. Everyone should be able to make their own choice without the pressures of the world. Thank you for all your great content, fellas. Ephraim Catskills, New York. What do you think? Oh, boy. You know, um, (laughs) you know, listen, man, this is so, so, this is so hard because, again, we, to not be a hypocrite, when you talk about equality, that means for everybody. Doesn't mean you have to like it, which means you can either turn, turn the channel or leave the room or do whatever. Because um, I recently saw a video of Lil Nas X, I guess one of his latest videos, he's in a football uniform, a pink football uniform, and he's... In the locker room, he looks across the room and there's another dude in a pink uniform and they give each other the love eyes and then they cut to uh, this very aggressive French kiss and then he slams the dude down on the table and as the guy is crawling away from him on the table, Nas X is over top of him in the missionary position taking his shirt off and thus the imagination begins. Um, It's just not my cup of tea. But... But you can't say no to that, but yes to a man and woman doing the same thing because then that would be inequality. So for quality's sake, this is called being fair. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean you have to watch it. It's a bit much for my taste. And I put that as delicately as I could. I think that, television and the shows that are on TV are there's a wide array of different shows, but they're all almost all overly sexualized a little bit where 
I think there's an appropriate time for that. I don't think those are kids show appropriate, but they're mm. available anytime because now there's immediate access to anything. But I think there is, there should be something to say about over-sexualizing the culture for children. They shouldn't have to grow up in an over-sexualized state. Right. But once we get to the part where it's a family, and he said that he didn't want, you know, uh, same-sex families, that's really tough for me because if you if you were raising, if if you were a kid who grew up in a same-sex family, which is happening right now, uh, you feel, and if you didn't see any representation, which is which is very important where you feel like you're normal and part of this regular society, I think that that would be missing. So I, I don't really have that problem, but it's how much of the sexual part of that relationship is portrayed, which isn't necessary to portray a family. I mean, I didn't see, and, and I'm using this as a, as a bad example, but I didn't see the Brady Bunch. I didn't see uh, uh, Mike and and whatever her name was. What was Mike was Carol? Was it Carol? Mike and Carol. Might not have been Carol. Yeah, they, they weren't little Nas X and uh, scenes where Carol's getting, you know. Well, <laughs> we know why. Yeah, but San Francisco. But that's not, that wasn't the the portray of the the. The portrayal. portrait of the portrayal of the family wasn't the sexual part of the family. It was the family. Right. And some of those shows are still needed. And I think if you do a show that was done well uh, as a same-sex couple raising a kid, I mean, I, that that makes sense. But again, if it's for kids, why would we over-sexualize that part of the show? So that, that, yeah. that's just that's my take. It's worth nothing. Oh, it's worth something, Andy. Yeah, um, Rashad Simmons, good stuff. I agree with you 100% about feeling like I'm losing my country. Oh my God, there's so many of these. I didn't know we hit a chord. Uh, I didn't see the commercial for Cinderella, but that fairy godmother line killed me every time. Even Andy got in on it, LOL. But check this, the backlash you're going to get from the LBQIA and Spaniard community will make my emails read like a nursery rhyme, nigga, LOL. Good luck. And also, you did the random African dude. You have to, when you... Also, you did the random American do. You have to say in the matter. That's my shit. You have no say in the matter. Um, yeah. Now, I, I see. I don't think that the backlash is there because we're being fair. I think we're trying to be fair about it. Yeah. That's why I said, look, in terms of equality, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, don't mean you got to like it. But if we talking about because if you strip away their their right to have that provocative stuff but allow others to do it then we're not being equal and if and if we're going to not be equal for for one group that means we now leave the door open to not be equal for another group and we all are cool until we don't get treated equally and then we have a right to scream about it so yeah Some people's screams are different than others, though. Uh, uh, uh. God, I love that. Uh, let's see. It's another one? No. It's one I'm choosing not to read. Uh, we'll try to read one more. Let's read some we haven't ever read before. Uh, not many of those. Uh, 
You know, motherfuckers be slow to uh, writing in. Mm. Shit, I'm trying to pick Matthew. Dude, I be, I be, I be forgetting. I don't. Sometimes I'm like, did I read? I, I, I don't read some of these because I'm like, did I read it before? I can't remember. Um, okay, let me try this one. Mm. Okay, let me try. I hope I didn't read this one. Uh, Larry Hodges, Man Food, Seagal versus Van Dam. What up, ANA? I wasn't even going to respond right after listening to episode 281, but by chance, I happened to get caught up in the AMC playing Hard to Kill and Out for Justice. Back to back. It's almost like AMC's programming people listening to your podcast, LOL. So I ended up watching both movies after having not watched them in years. Both Seagal and Van Damme had relatively short but great runs as Hollywood action-leading men, but I think y'all need to put some more respect on Steven Seagal's name. Everything Seagal did from above the law to under siege is still watchable and entertaining. Van Damme had some good ones. And incidentally, me and Andy the other night was watching Bloodsport uh, at my crib and Andy saw the infamous look at my booty scene that Van Damme <laughs> did. Was I exaggerating? No, it's a double take. It's a double take. Did you wait. see it? Okay, wait. No, now look again. Yeah, okay. yeah. so he pulled his drawers up uh, just so he could get a glimmer of that uh Golden ass. Um, Van Damme had some good ones, obviously Bloodsport and Kickboxer, but he loses points for Street Fighter and Time Cop. Well, wait a minute. Incidentally, Time Cop was his biggest hit. That was his big, 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 I am official Hollywood hit. Um, and Time Cop wasn't bad. I've watched both those movies in the last year or so, and they still suck. Time Cop might have been a better reception when it first released, but I don't think it has aged as well as Van Damme's earlier movies. And Van Damme was at his prime when Time Cop and Street Fighter came out. <clears throat> in spite of Steven Seagal being obese and weird now, the movies he did in his prime are still entertaining and still man food. There's no way Van Damme's movies have more replay value. Give Seagal his flowers, Aries and Andy. Peace and get and keep up the great shows. Larry Hodges. Anybody see Richie? Anybody see Richie? Um, dude, um, I think in that period, that very primal period, both and both Seagal and Van Damme was watchable man food. I, I, I'm trying to think of when did it fall off? When did Van Damme start doing the straight to 99 cent Ben movies? When did people stop giving a fuck about Steven Seagal? Because there was a point when they both came out then was the two baddest boys on the block. Well, where was where was uh, Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger at that well, time? Well, they were they were they were the reigning champs, but they were already established. Okay, these two dudes came in as new hot blood, who you thought may have given Seagal, and, I mean uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger a run for their money, but you know Stallone and Schwarzenegger was the champs, nigga. Then was the big boys, you know. Um, but yeah, man. No one can beat us. We're too strong. <laughs> Me and Sly. Oh, this is funny. These cute guys. What's their names? Van Damme and Segal. This cute. They think they can compete with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sly, do you think we're better than them? Of course we're better than them. You guys ain't good. You guys don't make hits. I got Rocky. I got Rainbow. You know? We've been around for years. 
It's fucking ridiculous. You 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 don't think we're better than him, Arnold? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Commando, Predator, Red Dawn, Conan, One, Conan Two. Ah, I got so many. I can I can. My brain is in the fog. And you know, I got Rocky One, I got Rocky Two, I got Rocky Three, I got Rocky Four, I got Rocky Five, I got Rambo One, Two, Three, I got Cobra. You know, it's too fucking long. Rambo One wasn't called Rambo. It's called First Blood. You don't think I know that? Should fucking kill this guy. Yeah, absolutely, little Jew boy. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like, we don't know what we do. How dare you? Uh, That's so fucking stupid. And the body seeing Richie. And the body seeing Richie. Hey, yo, my Shidoshi. The fuck is a Shidoshi? Anybody seen Richie? <laughs> in Expendables, they did bring Van Damme in, though. Yeah, he was the one that said, um, don't try to challenge me. Yeah, but... If the fall off wasn't so hard, they would have. There might have been a Seagal in that. I don't. Th- I don't think they put Seagal in that because they didn't like him, because he was such a dick, and, and around Hollywood, and he thought he was such a badass. He wasn't likable, man, because that movie was intended to have all the dudes from the action era in those movies. Right. There's no way Seagal shouldn't have been in fucking Expendables. Maybe he didn't want to get in shape for it, or he didn't want to do what would be necessary to be in it. Anybody seen a ham sandwich? Anybody seen bacon? <laughs> See, that's what they mean. He's not in shape. He eats too much bacon. I like bacon, but I also work out. Yeah. Would you, if you knew you could have like a career like Arnold's, Yes. But you had to work out like that for the rest of your life. And he doesn't work out the same way he used to. But And, he, and his muscles don't look like they used to. But he still has to keep, you know how how he would just, how that would just, those muscles, how they would look now if they didn't yeah. work out at all? Right. Would you, would you be willing to do that? I guess, man. Because, I mean, Sly still has to work out. Yeah. I mean, because they would look like shit if they didn't put any effort in. Real men don't work out. <laughs> we go with our muscles and you just accept it. No matter how old we are. We use Ben Gay for face cream. Do you know who you're describing, though? Who? And not not the person, not them socially. Right. It's Clint Eastwood. It's the Clint Eastwood characters. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. A real man. Real man. That's, I'm a real man. Right. Come here, bitch. Give me what I want. A real man. Do you ever play bad guy? Clint Eastwood? Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe in the cat even in the cowboy movies, he played like kind of the it was that character that was the what did they call it? The good bad guy? Real men put their fingers in a woman's crotch and don't wash their hands and use the juice for chapstick. That's what real men do. Are you going to see this new Eastwood film? He has that right now. What is it? Cry Macho something? Cry Macho? Uh, something like that, yeah. No, real men don't cry. <laughs> but when we do cry, we cry macho. You know what that means, crying macho? That means crying while eating a burger and jerking off at the same time. 
Our tears become our condiments. I need a double cheeseburger with bacon, cheese, lettuce, tomato, all the fixings, and tear juice. <laughs> all right, man. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. All right, guys. Uh, uh, a musical guess. Wait, no. I got to tell everybody we're going to Oh, shit. Be. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be, uh, see, October's coming up because we are uh, killed September here. By the way, it was my uh, when you listen to this, my birthday will have passed. Um, but I, we will be in uh, Levity Live in West Nyack, the 8th through the 10th of October. And then I am doing a tune-up show for a DVD that I'm going to be recording in February, but I will be at the Tempe Improv on the 13th working my hour. And still to be determined if I will be with Aries, but Aries will definitely be in Tampa improv uh which is actually where's tampa improv tampa improv yeah what's that called the city that's actually in oh um oh aries come on come on come on come on ebor 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 city the home of where uh all uh cigars used to be made uh and now that movie uh live by night live by night live by night with ben affleck that's where it was ebor yeah my favorite scene him and the guy going there to talk to that guy uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. yeah. When he sits there and he goes, uh, uh, goes, you're basically just a, a, a Klansman or some sort of redneck. And the guy goes, son, you're highly mistaken if you think that's all we are. Hell, we got lawyers and politicians and police on our payroll. Hell, we even got a judge. And Ben Affleck goes, so basically, you're threatening me with men that are more powerful than you. Yeah, the fuck do we need you for? In the dome. So Aries will be reacting that it reenacting that scene uh, on uh, February fifteenth uh, and sixteenth, and that's in the Tampa Improv in Ebor City. And then, very very exciting. Uh huh. On the twenty second to the twenty fourth, we will be in Aries, home away from home, West Palm Improv. And we'll follow that up on the 29th through 30th. We are in Orlando, Orlando Improv. Yes. Uh, that's, yes. Our, that's our October dates. Downtown. Um, I am doing that. Uh, my date on the 13th in Tempe Improv for a fundraiser for autism. So uh, anybody in that area or if you know someone in that area, please tell them to come on out. Uh, it's a Wednesday. It's going to be an easy show. So um, it'll be fun. Uh, I am trying to pull up. I had a, a guest. But again, motherfucker didn't follow directions and I'm opening the mail for the first time and see that he didn't follow directions. So therefore, I can't play this motherfucker. So I'm looking for another one. Uh, okay, here we go, I think. All right. Dorian Joyner. Uh, Exenomorph Intuition featuring TVE Productions, DJ Sprite and Spacebound Production, DJ Sprite. It's Xenomorpheus 777. Uh, I think the song's called, well, he's got two, Spacebound and Intuition. Which one do you think I ought to go with? I like Spacebound. Okay. I got a, I got an iffy feeling about this. You got an iffy feeling about Spacebound? Yeah, uh, just because the, the, Xenomor- the Xenomorpheus. Well, the reason I picked Spacebound is because yesterday's podcast is going to come out. Oh. Is from the Nation of Islam. And spaceships. And so space space bound is the direction that uh, if you're a member of the Nation of Islam, you believe there's a wheel mm. waiting for you to come take you to the other planet. I'm not. And that is Neo, not- if you believe there's a wheel 
coming, then you must decide, are you or are you not? Is it a reality or is it not? Whoa, I don't know. But there's only one way to find out. I'll take the blue pill and go to Spacebound. See, that's the reason I thought it fit in. And that was not a knock on any of that. That was just my, I thought it fit with your... Uh, that was just the Jewish reality taking shape. <laughs> that was the song that fit the theme. Here we go, folks. Whoa. Space bound. Xenomorpheus. 777. We out. They're running a strange program, y'all. I mean, more poor and disenfranchised folks than this place has ever seen. You see, they try to fuck the off like it don't exist. Meanwhile, the rich get richer and the poor don't get a thing. Times like these, people want to get high. Real high and real fast. This is going to do it. And make us rich. Losing my chakra crown, trying to make moves I don't play your ground. New age, creating my own sound. Keep myself focused on common ground. This to be lost and never found. So I won't stop till space bound. Trying to keep myself balanced, cause life is a challenge. There's too many niggas living in malice. Selling that song for a palace. All this race, Grammy, all this motivation. Giving demonstration about this dedication. I just full of frustration, still trying to avoid temptation. Process of elimination. Clear here for concentration. Just trying to reach my elevation. In order for my levitation. It's when the age of Aquarius rise of ascension, no longer 3D. It's when the fifth dimension transition, my position is predicted by my intuition. Steady my conquest, focus on the mission. Raise the frequency, space, about expanding my vision. Not to be arrogant, just confident in myself. When you got God, you don't need nobody else. Focus in myself, first top shelf. Stay humble, then receive the wealth. Cutting back from intoxicants. Focus on my health, line on my chakras, so I can gain more stealth. See no more familiar God. Every day criticized by a million frosted coin image presents a facade. Don't reflect what you niggas have a little bit. I'll pull your card. Must acknowledge the scenery. Falsified artists portraying false imagery. Lack of a simple vocabulary. Very scary. You niggas need to study your ABCs. Because with the elementary boss, niggas, you ain't seeing me. Going the hardest, spitting no garbage. Cock squeeze, aim, demolish my targets. No simple Simon. Stone in the rough like a diamond. Glistening and shining. No bogus record deal. I'm signing. This is my chakra crown. Trying to make moves. I don't play your ground. New age creating my own sound. Keep myself focused on common ground. Please to be lost and never found. So I won't stop till space bound. Trying to keep myself balanced, but life is a challenge. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Klein-Schmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. And that's how I get pussy. (laughs) 